Welcome everyone to this episode of the Women in Technology Spotlight. Today I have with me Elena Kasteva. She is a senior cloud solution architect at VMware for VMware Cloud on AWS. Welcome Elena. Hi Ronke, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for coming on my series. I'm really happy to have you here today. Um, maybe as a first question, would you like to tell our viewers a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, maybe we start with where I live now. So I currently live in the UK. I'm based just outside of London, uh, but I'm originally from Bulgaria. So I'm born and raised in Bulgaria and I moved to the UK when I was 18 to pursue my undergrad degree here um, at Hull University. So I graduated in 2012 with a degree in international business. Mm -hmm. But besides that, um, a little bit more about myself, maybe what I like doing. I, um, I like I like some sports, I like reading. Um, I recently started playing tennis, which is something I really, really enjoy. And um, yeah, mm -hmm. that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Thank you for this um, very interesting background. So you grew up in Bulgaria and moved to the UK just for your studies, right? Tell me That's a little right. bit about life in Bulgaria, how you grew up, what kind of school you went to, maybe a little bit about your family. Do you have brothers and sisters? What oh. do you do? <laughs> Great. Um, I'm an only child, actually. I'm an only child uh, and I grew up in a very small town in the southern part of Bulgaria. My mom is a maths teacher and my dad used to work in construction. Mm -hmm. So it's a very, um, uh, very I have a very small family, but very close family. Um, and I went to my, my primary and sort of first, my primary school was a generic um, school that basically my mom worked at. <laughs> and my secondary school um, was a specialist school, and that sounds very grand, but basically the education system in Bulgaria, after year seven at school, you can choose what you want to do, whether you wanted to study, um, you know, through a generic high school degree or whether you wanted to specialize in something. And it could be anything, it could be languages, maths, economics, um, you know, performance arts, anything that you might feel is your domain to specialize in. So I went to a mathematics high school. I studied maths and languages. Um, and uh, yeah, afterwards I decided that it would be great if I could travel a little bit more, see, experience a different um, country. And my parents were supportive enough to say, okay, let's go with it. And that's how I ended up in the UK. <laughs> So I am um, you. You went to a high school that was uh, with a focus on math. I assume your mother uh, started your interest in math since she was a math teacher. So that's already uh, a focus on STEM. Like uh, a lot of women I talked to didn't mm -hmm. actually specialize until later. So what uh, triggered your interest from math, which is more like natural sciences, yeah. and, uh, mm -hmm. to to going into something with technology? What happened there? Right. So um, do, it's Sorry. true. My mom has probably a good influence on me liking maths and science, but actually they really wanted me to study, um, you know, languages. They were 
they were attached to literature and this is something that I didn't enjoy. I much more enjoyed math, science, um, you know, physics. It was, it was definitely a far more interesting thing to do. Um, there was a tiny little bit of programming as well. I'm not a programmer, but that was interesting because it was a very logical thing to do. It, made, it makes you think in a very logical way. And so it's something I enjoyed. It's like solving a puzzle. Um, yeah, that's how, that's how I ended up in, in my math school. But then I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do because it was at the time when I thought that whatever you study at university, that is what you have to do and choose as your career. And not many 16, 17 year olds know what they want to do. So I went into a more generic degree of international business because I thought that was something that I could, um, it, something that could become very transferable across countries and different fields. And I thought if I then decide I know what I want to do, I can do another degree or find something else. But this was the generic, I want to find my place sort of degree. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. It's uh, very difficult when you have no clear idea of, for example, jobs in IT to say, okay, this is what I want to do and this is what I study to get there. Because um, mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we do now were not uh, even available a couple of, of years ago. So I understand choosing uh, fields where it's very clear what you will do afterwards. And, and um, so I liked the, the part where you said your parents would have um, preferred you to do something with literature, because I know that you enjoy reading and you also from time to time join our book club. Um, so mm -hmm. did you have a lot of different talents? Were you good, good at language and at math or what, what was it like? Uh, well, I think, I think I was good at language because I think it's primarily because I started from a very young age. Obviously, English isn't my first language, mm -hmm. um, but I started studying when I was very, very young. And probably about four years old, maybe, is when I started having my first lessons in English. Mm -hmm. And funnily enough, that was because my mom, um, she, she's a, she, she has a degree um, as a maths teacher with a second degree as a physics teacher. Um, so it might be maths and physics, but she then did a qualification in IT to also be qualified to, to teach IT. And that was sometime in the late 90s before I was, a bit, sorry, the late 80s before I was born. And she thought, she, she didn't speak English at all, and she, she saw how difficult it was for her to, to understand and how, how, how um, important IT is going to be for the future and how computers were basically, um, you know, going to become an everyday part of our life. And she thought, well, if I have a child, they will know English. And that's how it started. And so I started from such a young age, but um, was I great at, at languages? I don't know. I was, um, yeah, I probably did a little bit. We tried with French and German and all sorts of other languages, but um, this is the one that really stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting that your mother basically already had all the requisites to do the job that you're doing now. So she had basically already in the 80s done all the education you would need to be a woman in IT. And then you she didn't went know. And, yeah. <laughs> and then you went and, and somehow 
I can't say fulfill your dream because I don't know what her dream was, but, but kind of took that a step mm. further. And interestingly, after taking a deviation with international business. So how mm. did you get from international business to being at VMware? What happened? Oh, that's a great question. So my degree had a, when I got accepted at university, I got accepted with a gap year. So um, a year with um, professional experience. It was, I think the right title. Mm -hmm. It was international business with professional experience. Okay. And that means that after my second, so typically in the UK, a bachelor degree is three years long. But what you can do is you can take a gap year after year two and either do an internship, so find a job at an industry, or my university also allowed us, and I believe many others do as well, to take a year abroad as a, um, as a, Part, at the partner university so you're still studying the same thing you just uh, you're just doing it somewhere else in in the world both looked great and I really wanted to do both but they all, I was only allowed to choose one <laughs> so since I was an international student already I thought I'd go for a year in industry and I've managed to find an internship at an IT company and are we allowed to say I guess it's going to be on LinkedIn. So yes, I found my first internship at HP. Um, and that's, that's how I, I got into IT. But it was my internship was focused on back in the day when HP was still one very, very big company. I worked in what was called a personal systems group. And so that was the place where um, it, it was the, the BU, if you like, that was dedicated to um, all personal computing. So um, tablets, laptops, desktop computers, retail point of sale, that kind of, that, that kind of personal um, to, to consumer, um, consumer electronic devices. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was fantastic. And throughout my, they, you know, I've learned so much. I was involved in so many different projects. The team was great. And towards the end of my internship, one of my one of my final tasks was to build a to build a room so a showroom basically for um for that technology so we had this glass room out on the, on the ground floor of the office with different shelves and laptops all over mm -hmm. um we had like desktop computers and and the head of pre-sales at the time um he was looking at he was working on um basically synchronizing all of the computers together all of the laptops together with some um, you know alongside with marketing with nice flashy marketing messages uh, it was the place where customers would come in to explore the entire range and I found that fascinating because I thought like how are you doing this how are you you know how can you do like probably we're talking 50 devices you know showing the same thing on the screen at the same time and he thought well um is this just this you know program that syncs everything together and it's running off a server upstairs and I thought a server like what do you mean and this is the first time when I actually walked into a data center room so he showed me um what the data center room looked like and how what we were doing you know two floors down 
um, was actually run by one little box um, in, in basically in a, in a comms room. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, it was running on ESX. <laughs> and this is how I found about data centers and VMware. And I thought it was completely fascinating because it was literally what made the world go around, but it's something that people don't see or experience directly. So that's how I ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume you finished your studies and then uh, did you join immediately after you graduated? Um, were you one of our graduate program entry people or what was your path? No, so I actually joined, um, I went back to HP. I only joined VMware just under three years ago. So maybe two years, seven, eight months. Um, And I went back into HP, but I went back into their, um, uh, they had me again, enterprise business. Mm -hmm. And so it was a job. It was, my first role was a TAM, TAM role. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, a technical role that was looking after um, customers who purchased support for their um, data center infrastructure. And I was basically a TAM. My responsibilities were to put together uh, reports for customers, walk them through firmware upgrades and so on and so forth. But it was a very steep learning curve mm-hmm. because going, mm-hmm. yes, it was, a, it was a probably a good couple of years of studying because um, well, I was going from, of course, as a graduate, uh, but I was coming from a, an international business degree and I know some things about IT to having to know, you know, what firmware is, um, how things work together, uh, servers, storage systems, all of that important stuff. You know, what's an IP address? How does data go from one place to another? And it was really, yeah, really good experience. Mm. So a TAM is a technical account manager for our viewers who are not yes. uh, um, familiar with this term. <laughs> so I, I feel that it's such a big step. I mean, because it's obviously such a career change from going from international business uh, to, to being uh, a technical mm-hmm. person and the, the person that the customer will come to and ask questions, detailed questions that you have to answer. So it's really fascinating how you managed to do that. Tell me a little bit about what it felt like to, to switch from business to IT, whether Maybe in terms of were there other struggles except the steep learning curve, were there different people? How was the atmosphere? Are there any differences? My team was really good actually. They were very supportive and they they were um, they were helping me learn. And my, my first my first um, task was to build a business in a box, which was again um, again i came across esxi because i needed to virtualize the server so i can run all of my different machines um on top of it because i only had one server to play with so for my business in a box um but it was um i was by far the youngest person there um which is which is normal i mean as a graduate and i would um I was I was the only female in the team at the time. Very quickly afterwards, hired um, hired hired. Um, uh, there was another another girl that started about six months after I did, um, and it, it was you know I think I joined at the time where the industry was changing, mm-hmm. so it wasn't. I didn't find it. I didn't find it that difficult because I think everybody was very supportive. But I would definitely feel sometimes that I. 
I was the odd one out on a training course or a, a meeting where I was the only female in the room. At yeah, I, I hear you because that's an experience <laughs> that we still sometimes have that we are the odd one out, the woman in the room or, you know, just different from others. But mm -hmm. I, I find it interesting and important to say that this is not necessarily something bad. This is just a fact, but mm -hmm. obviously you know, it doesn't have to be a problem. Right. No, and then um, no, not at all. And after my TAM, I, I did I did the TAM role for oof, maybe just under two years, and I moved to um, what was called then account support manager, which is now equivalent to a customer success manager at VMware. Yeah. Um, so it was again working with customers, trying to um, you know making sure that they are making the most out of the service that they've bought. Mm -hmm. And so I guess this was a slightly less hands-on technical role but it was focused with the same on the same accounts and same customers um it was more of a um i would say post-sales account manager role of just working with people working with those customers making sure they 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 spend what they bought <laughs> they use what they bought yes so um you joined VMware about three years ago and did you immediately start as a cloud solution architect or did you uh yeah okay yes. so um cloud that is one of the big topics in IT at the moment and you know there are a couple of big movements one is cloud one is maybe security and and mm -hmm. great uh, to be part of that but maybe you would like to t tell us a little bit about what you actually do as a cloud solution architect for VMC yeah of course I mean so this was again one of the one of the um, I I would say one of the big jumps in in my career because um, I thought you know the concept of hybrid cloud was coming up and people were talking about it for a few years um, by that point I'd gotten some pre-sales experience and I thought uh, at the time VMware Cloud on AWS was just starting was just beginning it was just only been out for maybe a year year and a half it was coming into Europe and I thought. Oh my God, we're talking about hybrid cloud. This is absolutely ingenious because this is the ultimate hybrid cloud. And what it means is that um, it's the familiar experience of what customers have been used, using for the past 20 years, but with all of the added benefits that we talk about in the cloud. So the elastic scale of the cloud, we're talking about access to many hundreds of different services. Um, we are talking about, you know, the, the speed of innovation and that customers can start consuming, which is normally very, very difficult if you have to do it with a brand new um, in, in a brand new environment, because let's let's face it, most people, you know, the, the majority of skill sets and the majority of established enterprise companies are built on VMware or in a, in a more traditional way. It's not as simple to just, you know, click your fingers and move to the cloud. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was an ingenious solution. So if I really want to be part of it, luckily I could. And so my day to day job was very much focused on, first of all, learning. It was a very steep learning curve because there was a lot of networking involved in there. Um, there were customers have a lot of questions, as you say, around networking, security. Um, how do I connect? How do I access my workloads once they're there? And because it's the cloud, there are so many possibilities because each customer is is um, is very different. So my primary job, I guess, is to understand what problems they're trying to solve and why they're looking to move. 
Mm-hmm. And once they once they understand that, it's is is about how can we help them and how can we help them in the most optimal way for their infrastructure. So what kind of connectivity they need? Do we need to consider something else? What services could go alongside their VMware Cloud and AWS infrastructure? Um, because we have so much more to offer in the cloud BU there as well. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you enjoy most about your job? What aspects uh, do you like? Mm, I want to say the people uh, that I work with, and that's both customers and it, you know my colleagues and, and um, the extended VMware family, because I genuinely love working with people. So that's one of the things I do really like about this job. It's working with people. Mm-hmm. I am naturally curious. so. Um, yeah, I, I love learning and this is an ever learning, to, you know, every day there's something new to learn or to know about mm-hmm. our products or the industry or customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love tech. So we had a conversation just before we started about, you know, many tens like of, of kind of tech devices around me. I just enjoy it. So yeah, it's kind of, I think the role of a solution architect or what, you know, pre-sales in general encompasses all those three things. Yeah. I love how you mentioned tech last because the interesting aspect of our, all these conversations I've had with women is that um, contrary to what people think about tech, um, the whole industry is much more about people and communication. Mm. And then tech comes as a solution to certain problems those people have. And it's not tech first and then communication. And yeah. um, so it's it's interesting that you actually mentioned it in that order, um, which, which reflects how um, our jobs really are. Our jobs are to build relationships and to talk to people and to understand their problems, right? Mm. Yeah, and I think that is also something that makes them so well suited for women because women are very good at communicating. A lot of us listen we're much better than our male counter- counterparts, and and so we are really, um, how can I say, geared to to do these jobs. Mm. And I I'm, I'm also want to thank you that you took the opportunity to actually uh, come here and and show what kind of women do this job and be a role model to others. So. Um, one thing I would like to to ask you before we wrap it up, because we're already close to the half hour. Um, is there anything you would recommend to young women thinking about going into this field or watching and not sure whether tech is for them? Yes, so I would say that tech is a lot more than um, you know, then, then, then the stereotype that that we probably have been presented with, um, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a, a just a piece of code and a, and a hoodie. It's the, yeah, uh, it's this is a stereotype that I don't believe it's true. Um, and there's so much more to technology from uh, interesting concepts like AI, machine learning. There's infrastructure. We're talking about services, transformational projects, mm-hmm. and every single thing that we touch in daily life involves IT in some way, shape or form, although we don't see or touch it. And so I would say that for, for anybody who's interested, men or women in IT, just keep an open mind because the IT industry is much more diverse than you might think. 
And the second thing is, if you think that you don't have all of the skills that are, you know, part of a job, um, that's okay because you can learn those, right? I think the right attitude and soft skills are far more important because tech can be learned and it's an ever it's a never ending learning curve. So I would say just go for it because it's a really exciting place to be. Yeah. Thank you. I love that you mentioned this around uh, being able to learn what you need for the job and that it's more about the mm -hmm. attitude. I think that's very important, especially nowadays, where a lot of old technologies are no longer relevant and a lot of new stuff is coming and we are also constantly uh, learning and upgrading our mm -hmm. knowledge. It's not about what you, of course, you have to have an acumen for these things, communication and tech and a certain love for the job, but mm -hmm. that's actually it. You have to have the love, the passion for it. And um, yeah. yeah, is there anything else you would like to share with us before we wrap up or anything you can think of that you would uh, want women who watch this channel to know? I would just encourage anybody to explore. Um, I'm assuming that if anybody watches this channel, they're already interested in IT. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I would very much encourage them to explore different options. And if they have any questions, just feel free to get in touch. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Elena. Thank you so much for coming on the interview series and yeah, and goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ronke. Great to be here. Bye bye.